Hello, and welcome back to the History of Comic Books podcast, Episode 2, The Interim Age. The period between the Golden Age and the Silver Age of comics is considered between 1945 and 1956. It is mostly marked by the reduction in sales matched by the regulation brought on by the increased scrutiny and the CCA, otherwise known as the Comics Code Authority. Superheroes in general started to decline in the medium, with only one new character, the Black Cat from Harvey, being published in 1946, while others, like DC, turned to educational comics like Real Fact in March of 1946 and religious like Treasure Chest Comics, which appealed to Catholic readers. In 1947, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby tried something new when they created My Date Comics, which was quickly canceled, but then created Young Romance in September, thus creating the romance comics genre. Yes, the same people that created Captain America, who famously punched out Hitler in his cover, also delved into romance. Along with romance, crime, and westerns also started to appear, with Hopalong Casty and Western Comics in January of 1948, saying the trend, All-American, was changed to All-American Westerns. Marvel entered the Western genre with The Two-Gun Kid in March 1948, followed by Annie Oakley and Tex Morgan. It also entered the romance genre with My Romance by Stan Lee, who was quite frankly writing everything that Marvel asked him to. However, it was the crime genre that was the biggest, with Crimes by Women in June of 1948 and Murder Incorporated January 1948. It was mature and violent content of these books that brought about their success, but also started to turn up public opinion against the medium, as Dr. Frederick Wervin of the New York Department of Hospitals held a conference in the Psychopathology of Comet, which attacked comic books as corrupting children. At the same time, ABC broadcast a special, What's Wrong with Comics?, all this scrutiny led to the industry to try to self-regulate with the Association of Comic Publishers. Unfortunately, since the leader of the group was Bill Gaines, whose EC Comic Books was the target of much of the scrutiny, many publishers rejected the organization for their own in-house like codes. At Marvel, Strange Tales was published in 1951, which would become the future home of Human Torch and Doctor Strange. At this point, superhero comics continued their decline, and outside Superman and Batman, many saw their comic books replaced by other genres, such as Submariner and the Human Torch, whose titles were turned into romance ones. Meanwhile, comics in general continued to be scrutinized with the Cincinnati Committee evolution of, evaluation of comics, claiming 70% of comics displayed the sadistic and salacious acts. However, a 1950 Senate Committee on Crime Comics came to an inconclusion on their effects. Meanwhile, in April of 1950, EC under Bill Gaines decided to double down on pushing the envelope, launching Vault of Horror, Crypt of Terror, and Halt of Fear as part of their new trend comics. In 1953, they launched the titles Weird Fantasy and Weird Science. Licensed comics also made some notable issues, such as The Adventures of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, a series so popular it continued after the real-life duo broke up. However, it was crime and war comics that still dominated, as superheroes, Superman and Batman, were only helped out by their uh, TV shows and serials, such as the George Reeves Superman show on 1952. At EC, it launched the comic Tales Calculated to Drive You Mad, a satire humor comic that would later be shortened to the much more popular title, Mad. In 1953, Fawcett Publishing lost its long-running legal battle over Captain Marvel and DC, accusing it of copying Superman. As a result, both comics, Captain Marvel Adventures and The Marvel Family, ended. Over in Britain, though, to pick up the slack, Marvel Man was created by Mike Angelo with Marvel Man No. 25, with a run for 370 issues till February of 1963 becoming one of Britain's most beloved superheroes.
1954, The Seduction of Innocence was published by Frederick Wervin, which attacked comics as the source of juvenile crime, along with claiming homosexual relationships between superheroes and their sidekicks like Batman and Robin. While outrageous, and particularly when Wervin said the comics were the worst than Hitler, which particularly enraged the numerous Jewish and World War II veterans in the industry, it was only made worse by Bill Gaines' disastrous testimony on the Judiciary Senate Subcommittee on Juvenile Delinquency. As a result, public pressure mounted and the comic industry finally decided to self-regulate with the Comics Code Authority, otherwise known as the CCA, on October 26, 1954. While made with good intentions, such as provisions preventing bigotry based on race or religion, it also stifled creativity and innovation and especially hurt EC as it banned the use of the words horror and crime in the titles. As a result, nearly every issue of EC was canceled except MAD, which was changed to a magazine format by issue number 24 in 1955 to avoid the CCA. Thus, MAG magazine was formed. Meanwhile, the rest of the comics industry continued to chug along with Brave and the Bold by DC featuring the Viking Prince, Silent Knight, and Golden Gladiator. Also of note is Detective Comics number 2225 in November 1955, which featured the first appearance of the Martian Manhunter, DC's first superhero since the Golden Age. While technically a Silver Age hero, his appearance is not considered the beginning of the Silver Age that belongs to another one who would eventually appear in Showcase a comic that DC launched in March of 1955. It was in this comic that a certain scholarly speedster would be revived, leading to the revival of the comics in general and finally bringing on the Silver Age. January 25th, 2024, time for the favorite comic of the week, Fantastic Four, number 16, by Ryan North and uh, Francesco uh, Martinino, which uh, finds, now that the, the Fantastic Four have re- read the, been able to rescue their kids after a year's absence, they're now moved back into their suburbs in, the, in uh, Arizona, because they're still kind of the persona non grata in New York City, uh, but and as, as a result, they're putting their kids, uh, Valerie and Franklin, along with uh, Ben Grimm and Alicia Masters' kids, uh, uh, Nick and Joe, their adopted alien kids, into a regular high school. And, well, hijinks ensue because you don't put the Fantastic Four's kids into a high school and not see great stuff happen, especially when Valerie decides to outshine all the school with her scientific prowess. This is a fun story by North, which, like I pointed out, the kids have been disappeared for a year due to uh, a, a major event uh, last year, but they're back, and they're, it's fun to see. Uh, this, this, these are practically the next generations of Fantastic Four, and North just has a lot of fun just showing how these kids are very much, they are their parents' kids, especially Valerie is very much her father's daughter, and that she's super smart with going through scientific experiments, but doesn't think things th- quite through, especially when she wants to make a universal solvent that, well, could possibly burn a hole through the Earth. It ends up being a lot of fun, and as 
as all the hijinks go, and Francesco's uh, art is just gorgeous, has a great cartoony feel to it, perfect for this more child story. And one of the great things about Ryan Norris to run on Fantastic Four in general has been he was just doing these one, two issue story arcs, which is just great. I mean, they had the overall arc about. As pointed out, the kids had disappeared for a year because they got disappeared from the Baxter building and kicked out of New York City. But in between, but you can, you can easily pick up this issue. This is a lot of fun, great read, and uh, it's, this is what Fantastic Four is great at. It's just a great science fiction adventure with fun family dynamics. So definitely worth uh, picking up. And with that, we'll conclude this episode of the Archives. Join me again next week for another uh, Archives, though we might be going a little bit different since it'll be Black History Month with February next month. But until then, go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. And once again, check out Fantastic Four number 16, because that is a fantastic read.